0: Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. Super excited to have you join me. I have the wonderful Lisa Schuster, who is a Munich-based medical doctor, acupuncturist, meditation teacher, mentor, sound and yoga therapist. And she is known for her unique ability to support people in releasing unhealed traumas so they can deeply relax and connect with their full potential yummy 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 how incredible that is i love it talk to me um lisa i i had a look at your side i had a look at your story and i'm really curious to know how you know you became a sound therapist Where, why did sound medicine become something that you became involved in tell me a bit about your story
1: yes thank you that i can be here <laughs> such a pleasure and um Yes, so about my journey it I can say in the beginning it was not planned like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it all just um unfolded um some sometimes naturally, sometimes not so naturally yeah. <laughs> and um yeah i um I was uh, studying medicine and uh, was about to to become a medical doctor because my vision was always to learn about the the human body and help people that was um the initial um yeah step that um, and the thoughts that, that that drove me to that to these studies yes. but um yeah then during the studies um, i was just yeah it was challenging for me because i was always an overachiever and a perfectionism and i wanted everything to to be perfect and um Yeah, then I did also really intense um, sports, um, like bodybuilding next to my medical studies. And um, there was a point uh, where my body just shut down. And um, yeah, I just had chronic pains all the time and anxieties and super, super negative thoughts and depressions. So um, I was really not in a good place and still trying to do these studies and studying and doing all that you need to do as a medical um, student but um after my first big exam which is after two years in medical school i decided that something needs to to shift like yeah. i i don't want to do this anymore like this like mm-hmm. life cannot be always a fight a challenge like it's always this tension and this um this feeling of i need to get through this day and i need to do more um i just wanted to yeah just change something and and i also knew it because my body was just not in a good place and Mm. my um, blood samples all of that was great um so the doctors didn't find anything but i had these chronic pains in my body Mm. Um, i mean now i know (laughs) that my body and my soul just uh, wanted to show me um that i was not on the right path for me and um, that i was meant to do something else (laughs) yeah um so um i I started to dig into meditation and mindfulness and um, yoga, and I could really see that it helped me. And I was also reading a lot about it because as as a medical student, I wanted to know more about the the science behind all of this. Yes, um, because yes. um yeah, spirituality at that point was not so accessible to me, to be honest. Right. Um, and um, I just, um, yeah, wanted to know more about it. And I could find a lot of things and uh, was really amazed by it. And um, yeah, through that, I decided um, to do yoga therapy training. And um, I did that uh, also during my medical studies. And that opened up a whole new world for me. Mm. Um, and also so much healing happened during these intense weeks because you really mm-hmm. meditate so much you do so much yoga and breathing exercises and we also worked a bit with sound um uh with uh, tibetan um, singing bowls and it it shifted so much within me and i i went out of this experience and i just knew i'm not the person i was before <laughs> and i continue to do yoga on a daily basis and meditation and what it did with me was really to reconnect me mm-hmm. with my my, yeah, call it higher self, soul, um, intuition, whatever. And I could sense that I need to create music again and, um, and work with music because I used to be a really musical kid, like always playing the piano, dancing, singing. And I, I just forgot about that completely. Um, already starting during school, but it got really worse during my medical studies. Yes. Um, and yeah, I felt this calling and then I decided overnight to become a DJ. It was literally overnight. <laughs> it was New Year's Eve with, uh, with some friends. Um, and they called me crazy and I was like, yeah, I know, but I just want to learn it <laughs> and see where it takes me. And yeah. Mm. All of a sudden, two weeks later, my, my DJ mentor appeared somehow out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> um, divine coincidence. And um, yeah, that's how everything started. And uh, he helped me a lot with setting up everything and um, mm. learning the basics. And I started to play at bars and restaurants, like small venues. And I enjoyed it so much and I loved it so much. And basically from there, um, it got really successful. And I was not planning yeah, um, to to really do it professionally and do it as as my job um, during uh, besides my medical studies, but um, yeah, it actually went like that, and I was traveling a lot and experiencing so many amazing places and people, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that also got me in in touch and eventually with uh, with sound healing and um, and the crystal singing bowls, mm-hmm. which I discovered in
0: California for the first time. Amazing. Well, I definitely want to know more about that because I see that you have your own Akasha singing bowl, So I'm going to ask you a lot about that before I go there because you've dropped so many beautiful nuggets in your story so far. Do you feel called to use your voice and sound in a healing capacity? Learn how to use your voice therapeutically to facilitate healing and well-being. Whether you want to go deeper in your own healing journey or facilitate others in theirs, this training is for you. This online training runs over five weekends and offers theory, practice, resources, and support on your path to becoming a qualified sound healer and for your personal healing journey. Thank you for sharing that because it's incredible the journey that you came on starting with those you know similar to me in a way very much the musical child and not knowing where it would lead but I'm so glad that you kind of went full circle and came back to it Um, but I I noticed you use the words that you kind of um, felt this calling to go back to music. I talked to me about that. What is feeling a calling for you? Like, how does one know when they're feeling called to do something or to step into something? Tell me a little bit about that experience for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really beautiful question. Thank you. Um, And yeah, I think it's, um, it's something that really comes from deep within and it's not like a one-time thought or something but it keeps reappearing all the time and you also start yeah to, to see it in the outside and you notice um, like musicians outside and djs and i just felt really drawn to to djs when i was in a club i was not so interested in like the surroundings and yeah. drinking or anything i always wanted to know what the dj is doing and how he's um, creating this atmosphere and how he knows which songs to to mix together and these kind of things so um yeah, I just felt that that I'm so curious about this and that I want to learn more about it. And it just kept coming up um, again mm-hmm. and again. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's really um, something that's important about the calling, that it's not uh, something that appears one, one time in your thoughts and then vanishes and never comes back, but it reappears all the time. Yeah. And it's yeah. showing you, because my, my mind was telling me, of course, in the beginning, like, No, you can't do that. Like, you Mm -hmm. are about to become a serious medical doctor. Right. So you cannot be a DJ. um, And society is also, um, like showing you that um, that you Mm -hmm. just need to continue on one path and you need to excel on that and nothing else Uh, so um, I was pushing it aside like all the time and telling myself no you need to concentrate on your studies only that's like the most important thing um, and everything else is not important but um, Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah I just got so unhappy and unhealthy in that um on that path, on only on that path. I mean, I'm still a medical doctor and I still love medicine, but uh, yeah, it's just not the only part of me. Yes. I have so many different, um, yeah, personalities and things that one that wants do. to come through me. <laughs> so yes,
0: yes. Uh, that and, is beautiful. Yeah, yeah and I think I think that. that- yeah, and I do. I think that's a really important nuance because a lot of people think that it is a drop in and this is it. You you kind of get a sign and that's it. And sometimes it might be that. But very often it's this constant knocking at the door and saying, hey, could you open up? I'm trying to get in. And I think that it's really beautiful that you brought it to heart because, you know, balancing heart and head is a really Big thing in the work that we do. As a medical doctor, you've got the science, you've got the background, and we learn a lot about the science and understanding how things work, both from a um, metaphysical or a spiritual or energetic side, intuitive that those heart-centered spaces to How sound actually impacts the physical body, and how you know these things work in science, literally looking at atoms and molecules, and how frequency, you know, an ultrasound, these kind of things that we you know that are happening a lot in medicine. So I love that you have the background of both and I want to dig in a little bit on how you marry the two um, because you have a a vast background of medical studies and then you've come into sound and so interesting through DJing of all things I love that so tell me first about the marriage between medicine as in um, traditional medicine Western medicine and then the sound medicine that you do now
1: um, yeah, so, um, I had a time when I got deeper into the DJing and exploring sound healing that brought me to a really spiritual path and side of myself. And, um, I really dig deep into that and experienced so many beautiful things. And, um, I, I was trying to not be too much in, in the scientific part just yeah. to, for myself to, to explore new things yeah? and, um, but then, eventually, when when I started to create my courses and my Sound Medicine Institute, I I just felt that this is exactly my superpower, so mm. to, so to speak, that I can um, bring them both together and that they are both both important, and yeah. I don't want to miss any of them. Like both are literally super important for me, and um, so I'm I'm trying to teach that as well. So they're always like. I'm, I'm showing people and explaining a lot about the science and showing them uh, science papers and discussing them with them so they can also understand it from a scientific part. But then we also do like the intuitive spiritual practices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you exactly said, like we are trying to um, bring the heart and the head uh, together um, yes. and balance them and uh, try to have um, both of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, I know that it's not always easy <laughs> to, to live like that, um, on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I think the main message that I, that I want to give people through my courses. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And for me, the whole balancing of heart and head is not linear and it's not 50-50. It is there's some things you just need to be more heart led and heart centered. And then, of course, the head plays its part, having the logic and the reasoning and the science behind it is important as well. Um, how we maneuver is moment to moment, isn't it? It's not a cut, you know, black and white. This is how I am. This is what I do. It's just like this requires more heart. I work a lot with artists in the studio when they're recording their material. And I use this as an example because some of them are so technical and they know exactly what they need to do with their voice when they're recording, but they don't have as much heart present in the expression and what it is that they really want to get out. And so in the studio, as an example, someone might need to be more 70% heart and 30% head because they've got that technical stuff down. And then the other side, someone's so emotional and really expressive and it's beautiful, but there are a lot of technical flaws, which is, you know, I, I much prefer the expression to come through even with all its imperfections but getting that part might require more 70% head in that instance or context and then 30% heart because they're just so in their heart anyway so I like to think of it as this balancing is really uh, one context but also what is needed from moment to moment. And uh, there are some people who are just naturally more heart-centered and then some who are naturally more head-focused. And I do think they're both important. But that balance is such a beautiful dance as we move through experiences in life. Where do you lean? What I've heard from you in your story so far is that there was a point where you came away from this head and this logic and this is the path and this is how I'm supposed to do it. Society says it, I've chosen medicine and you allowed yourself to be in a, to be in a space of awareness, to notice the signs around you that kept coming up and lighting you up. And also you leaned in with curiosity, which is a really beautiful part of your formula.
1: Yeah. And, um, until today, um, I'm, I'm, trying to stay that way. And yeah. I think, um, yeah, I also work with with doctors today oh. and help them to to manage um, themselves because I think doctors they get indoctrinated with so many beliefs and how they should work that work needs to be hard that you need to do this um over shifts and hours otherwise you're not a good doctor and when they start to step out of the system mm-hmm. um and start like an online business or whatever their heart's calling is um, it's um, it's still like a long process to to work on on these belief patterns yeah that's what i what i saw with myself and also with other doctors that i'm helping right now
0: yeah that's beautiful beautiful that you went back to what your experience was and that you can share the information and the experiences that you've had to transform yourself Um, Tell me now about your Akasha bowls. Tell me about these beautiful singing bowls that you create and how you use it in your practice. Is it your main instrument? Tell me more. Yeah, you can see them behind me. Yes, I know. Um, I just can't wait. (laughs)
1: um, Yeah, two years ago, I I felt the calling to again. Yes, Yes, I had this calling, but at that time I was so much more connected and I was in my daily meditation practice and that's where i actually now get um get a lot of impulses on a daily basis like when i'm in nature when i'm with my instruments when i'm singing like you you know <laughs> you know what i mean and <laughs> um i was sitting in in meditation also with um, with my crystal bowls and i just get this message over and over again that i should create um my own bowls <laughs> crystal singing <laughs> bowls um and because somehow um i i felt that um that a lot of people want to have good quality bowls but um on the market you can like either get like super expensive ones or like kind of cheap ones that are like just machine made and you never really know what the quality is about um, yes yes so um and that that was actually like the initiation where i thought yeah it's um it would be wonderful to to have products that are more affordable and still really good quality and um, you still get a good guidance because i think it's so so essential mm-hmm. to to get a good guidance when you create your your set in the beginning because um yeah sometimes students are in my trainings and they got like a huge chakra set and they they don't know literally what to do or which balls to play together and in the end like only three or four balls fit together and the rest don't even fit and um yeah so i think it's important that that you have this guidance in, in this process and also it's so um yeah it's your instrument and you will have them for a very long time and you will work so much with them and they will show you so much, um, about yourself. So I think it's so important that, uh, that we are just, um, yeah, being t- that there's, um, taking care of us, uh, w- which bowls we should choose, which ones are for us. And so I, I help people basically to, to create um, their unique sets that, that are individual for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I'd love to delve a little deeper into that. Um, if you could give me, you know, maybe a summary of that process, because there are a lot of people now. I, as a sound healer, we're speaking sound healer to sound healer here, right? So there's a lot of stuff that you're saying that completely makes sense to me. Um, but for anyone listening who has no idea, like, how crystal balls actually work? How do they affect our energy or how does the frequency do XYZ? And then particularly the other side of that, you helping people find and choose the ones that are needed for them in particular. Talk to me a little bit about some of that process.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so the best thing would be if you could come to, to my, my studio and try them out personally. But I know that that's not always possible. So, um, I, um, I jump on, on Zoom calls usually with, um, with the people. And then, um, I ask them a little bit, um, about themselves, where they're at, what their biggest challenges are. Um, and from there, I have an idea, um, what, what I would suggest. And I always like, we, I always start with the first bowl. So mm-hmm. the first um, one to choose. Um, I think that's always the the base. Yeah. Um, and then um, I will play um, some bowls and later also send recordings uh, to them because I think it's important. If you hear it one time, that's that's fine. But um, I think it's it's important that you have a recording that you can sit with and meditate on it and really be by yourself and only with the sound and then see what comes up for you and if it if it touches you or if you don't sense anything when yeah. you hear that sound yeah everybody reacts different to just different Pretty sounds easy. yeah, mm-hmm. and um yeah through that process and um, we find the first one and um, then it depends um yeah how big the set should be if um if you if the person wants two only or five <laughs> yes. and um then we we bring in also with a little bit music theory background mm-hmm. um which is also accent- essential because in, in the beginning you you want to build the first three bowls, I would say they should be harmonic. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. And just um, sound um, harmonic because the harmonic frequencies will people help to relax mm-hmm. and just let go. Like if you play a binaural beat in the beginning, <laughs> I think yeah. people will freak out and um, they don't find it that relaxing. Yeah. So um, that is really important to um to take in, into consideration yes. um yeah and and yeah that's that's that basically cool. the the main process yeah so okay. in the music theory part yeah is with the um the intervals and octaves octaves are also very harmonic so i'm, I'm just looking a little bit at that but i have to say that um, the handmade crystal singing balls, like the Akasha balls, uh, for example, um, they have a lot of um, overtones in them. And sometimes even one ball has multiple notes in it, um, mm-hmm. depending on how you play it. If you strike it, if you swirl, swirl around the rim. So um, it, it really depends also how you play it. So it's just um, a guidance, I would yes. say, but um, I... I had notes together um, that are in theory, not harmonic, but um, with the, the crystal balls um, um, and the, the handmade crystal balls, they they sound really harmonic in the end. And that's the beauty about creating these sets because they're so unique in the end and you cannot yeah. find them twice, yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, it's it sounds like you really are with this head and heart balancing, right? There's the intuitive part in that, what people sense they need or what lights them up or what, uh... how they feel in the moment of listening to something in repetition or in their meditation and really sitting with the sound that is not a theory that is them feeling and noticing and sensing it's a beautiful experience and then hey there's the theory the harmonics work really well together these notes might be great for these this this particular ailment that you're experiencing or this would be better for you in deep relax for deep relaxation and i love again how you kinda keep bringing back the theory and then the practical or the science and then the you know this beautiful magic that happens when, when we create sound. Um, So that's, that's amazing. And so your Akasha bowls, I know obviously people can find them on your, on your site. These are things that you create, uh, you have someone make, have handmade. And I remember reading something about um, an animal spirit element. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I love, I'm in the shamanic practices. So I love to know a little bit about that with the bowls as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's also impulses that I got in my, in my meditations, um, to, um, to just uh, connect, um, certain, um, balls with certain uh, spirit animals. And as you know from your shamanic practice, every spirit animal has certain messages that comes yes. with it. And, um, I created also a certain mantra. And, um, yeah, people like that concept, um, because they also say, Oh, like when they chose one and they didn't know the animal and I tell it, uh, to them afterwards, they're like, Oh, yeah, I know <laughs> that is uh, one of my, uh, one of my spirit animal. And, um, mm. yeah, so it's, it's a really beautiful concept, but I also need to say it's not like, um, like, in in that sense. Like um you you can always recreate it and you can yes. always um decode it and work with your spirit animal, you know. So yes. I'm not saying yes. oh this is the um, um the bee spirit bowl and it will stay like that forever, you know, yes. nothing is forever. and the only yes. constant thing is change. So um yeah and I I also believe that we don't have the the same predominant spirit animal all our lives. I think that also changes (laughs) sometimes depending on...
0: seasons, cycles, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And and I think that's beautiful, tuning into what you need, you know, what your needs change, your needs evolve with you and your growth. And I I particularly love that it's... um, It's fluid and it's, you know, it's expansive because I think a lot of the work that we do uh, has a lot of frameworks. And of course, there's science and there's lineage and there's heritage and there's a lot of beauty, I think. But we get so sometimes get bogged down into the frameworks and the words of and, and stay rigid in that and it's so important to actually realize that a lot of this intuitive work is not linear it is it's there's so much that can be drawn from it so I love that you've given you've set an intention for these bowls but you're saying hey now use it with your own intention bring your own Um, animals in bring and all of this because I think this is something personally I relate to it and it's something that I teach a lot there's there is this word and then how how does that actually then expand into out out of the conscious mind and and outward into energy and and unconscious and subconscious and all of that so I love 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 how free and expansive you are um, and that you made that point
1: yeah and um I'm I mean it's it's not only with the, the spirit anymore, but in general with in
0: general yeah. medicine
1: and um for example a lot of people they come to me and they read somewhere on a blog or in a book that the note F is correlating to to the heart chakra and now they want a a, a bowl with the note F and yep. um, I'm just telling them okay um we can see later if the the f is choosing you and you are choosing the note f but um in the beginning i will just send you some things um and i will not tell you um which note it is because it is not important in the first place no it is not important it's all about
0: guidelines yeah exactly
1: guidelines it's all about the sound and your experience with it that's Mm -hmm. what what it's all about
0: Yes that's beautiful and and that's what I that's what I love because I as a as a, um, a, tr- a teacher of sound healers as well and teaching people about these things yes we talk about the sounds that are related to those things but then okay now that you have a framework or you have a guideline what is your experience with it and and I because I do a lot of compositions there are certain elements of my compositions that are very science based in terms of frequency or notes or things like that if there's a particular outcome but then there's the other side that's very intuitive and feels very much like a sonic ch- um, channeling experience when I'm in the studio that has nothing to do with theory or anything that is science-based. And when those two come together, there's some beautiful experiences that happen for people. So I really, again, it's it's I really relate to what you're saying, and I'm glad that you're making that point. Um, I don't think I've spoken about it so much in this case on any of my other podcasts, but I love that there is a framework and there's a guideline. And then... Let's, you know, let's see, see the rules and then let's break the rules. <laughs> just like just like in music, you know, we, we learn all of these things and then we we know how to improvise. And I think that that is the idea on a, on a bigger level.
1: Yeah. And we need uh, improvisation. And it's, it's so yeah. important. And there's actually science that shows that uh, when musicians also improvise, um, the the same brain areas get um lit up that actually are um who we truly are like um it's it's the expression of of ourselves in the end and that can be also measured with uh with science so it's really beautiful and i think it's so important and that that is in the end what truly fulfills um a human being Mm.
0: being able to be free in their expression and true to their expression
1: yeah Yeah. and express themselves freely and be able to do it because yeah so many people are not able to do that and i struggled so much with it like it, yes. it took a lot of work to to get to that point where i can just express myself freely and um just yeah. know that what i say um is directly from from my heart yeah
0: yes yes and that is always a work in progress right there's always another layer there's always another level or a space to be in that and (laughs) and I and I and I get that and I love it because I often found in when I worked uh, I worked I worked uh, very much in the teaching in the music industry uh, many, many years ago. And I noticed in my teaching, most of the students who had a hard time improvising musically, it was less about their understanding of theory and more about their fear of making a mistake or getting it wrong or feeling like they, you know, whatever, those barriers were mental and, and psychological more so than, you know, them understanding these notes work together in a scale and for me someone who was improvising as a child I didn't understand theory when I was just singing all over the place and making up melodies so there is this understanding that you don't have to understand that necessarily to be able to be free and um with the expression so what I like in that is um we have to get out of our own way you know sometimes yeah definitely and getting yeah and let those things flow yeah and Mm -hmm. I can
1: also um totally relate to that because when i was a kid and i was playing the
0: piano mm-hmm. and
1: i was already like in that time very per and like oriented on perfectionism <laughs> as a child i'm also a virgo, <laughs> Woo, um,
0: virgo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so that started when i was really young and um i would not want to to play piano in front of an audience like that was terrifying for me like I could not do it and um, my teacher she always said like please you play so beautifully please why don't you do it but I was so scared to just do something wrong and like being exposed there to the people Mm -hmm. and now when I look at myself now I'm just like going on the stage and I'm holding ceremonies for hundreds of people and some meditations and I'm not even like there's no zero anxiety or anything because I I just uh, know that when I go there, everything that I do comes from, from my soul and my heart. And it's for the highest good of, of everyone. Oh. Um, and I, I'm just so deeply um, in, in, that, in that trust um, that, that I'm not scared of anything anymore. And it's, it's really beautiful.
0: <laughs> yes. I think it's such a is... different experience. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. And I, and I love that uh, you spoke about it from an internal place you know what was going on within you that place of trust that place of you being authentic and just trusting in the highest good so i talk a lot about this um in in a lot of the workshops that i do the many different varieties and it's about us being the thermostat not the thermometer Mm -hmm. And the thermometer, you're being guided by what's going on on the outside, how people are responding, what's going on and the reflection of things out there. And then you're going, okay, this is how I'm feeling rather than being the thermostat, which is you deciding this is the temperature that I'm creating. This is the frequency that I'm emanating and whatever, however it is received, it is received. I am staying within that integrity and that and that space of trusting You know, my higher self, soul, what are the words that you used before, whatever works. And it's beautiful that you've come to that place of center because it really goes to show that it's not about what's going on out there. That is then going to be affected by you. And I'm sure all of those people, you know, I I, I say this with a pinch of salt because I always said to my students as well, think about it, that you're just weeding. When you go and play in front of an audience, you want those people who out there are not really digging your sound to go, I'm not digging this person's sound, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Because the more that weeds, and I'm not saying that people are weeds, but the more of that that you allow to happen, the things to fall away, the frequencies that don't match yours, the more space and cre- that you create to attract the things that, and the people that are. So it, it works so beautifully in finding your tribe, your audience, all of this is when you are that thermostat, you start to create that for, for the people on the outside. And I think it's incredible. Yes. incredible.
1: I love that picture with the thermostat. It's
0: beautiful. So talk to me about your DJing, because I saw that you do, you kind of not only DJ for these um, beautiful events, but also you teach people how to DJ and bring the DJing into the sound medicine. And I want to know a little bit more about that, because that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, The next course um, is is starting in in November and um, I'm, I'm excited about that because, um, yeah, when I was when I was DJing, I really made it about um, the energy from the beginning. Like I was always like when I was DJing, I was spreading my energy and my 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 heart was open, and I felt the love of the music and everything. It's it's just so beautiful. And um, then I I was also in locations where. The energy was so wrong and so off for me. And, um, I just could see that, um, I, I don't want to DJ there anymore. It's, um, yeah. it's not for me anymore because I used to DJ also in clubs and, um, in a lot of different events, corporate events. Like I was doing so many different, um, things, but now I really shifted that to outside locations only and ecstatic dance. Like I'm more specialized in ecstatic dance now, which is like, the mm-hmm. the getting high on your own supply on your body yeah like yes. movement and I'm um, also integrating it um, with cacao ceremonies and with uh, and sound healings um so um that is the thing that i mainly do now um Beautiful. yeah it, it totally shifted for me and then i realized um Yeah, because people are asking me like, oh, I also want uh, to learn how to DJ. Uh, Can you recommend a DJ course? And um, I couldn't because I couldn't find a course that was um, talking about the technical side of DJing, but then also the energetic part, how important it is, because you are the most important person as a DJ um, at a party or at an event when you play a set, because you are the thermostat you are creating the energy yeah it's it's all about you and um, it's so powerful and you can you can do powerful things with how you mix how um how you um guide your energy and also what is super important how you protect yourself because what i could see is like when i was in clubs and there were energies coming to me um that were just not good for me. And on the next day I got like huge um, migraines and I was like, what is going on? And then I was lying in bed and I was like, okay, it was because of this energy. I'm 100% sure of this. And then I started to develop techniques to, um, to protect myself as well energetically. Um, -hmm. and yeah. Um, and I also have like kind of, um, rituals and mantras that I sing for myself, like, um, to to bless the people and to to work with their energy as well so mm. um yeah it's, it's just um, behind djing there is so much more that's what yeah. i uh, what i want to teach in in my courses and that you can can work with that
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's incredible. It's unique because I don't I have never heard of people combining those two. Um, So I think you've you're onto something really wonderful. And that's incredible. And I did want to ask you so you kind of touched on it briefly just now. But I do want to ask you about your personal sounding practice. What is your day to day? What are some of the things that you do sonically for yourself in your practice?
1: Um, yeah, so I think that's always changing. <laughs> yes. Um, I always feel drawn to certain instruments, um, and certain um, techniques. But what I do really on a daily basis is humming. Mm. And I do that, um, ever since I discovered that yeah, afterwards uh, that I'm humming since, since I'm a child and I'm always through when I'm DJing, I'm doing it a lot. And, um, when, when I just want to soothe myself, it's very powerful and you don't need anything. Yeah. Yes, for yes. that. Yes. You can do it anywhere. I I do it uh, on the uh, public transport or uh, where wherever I am. You can always like sit down and just hum for yourself and breathe. Yes. And um, other exercises are with um, with the bowls, of course, just to to soothe myself and play them for myself. And um, at the moment, I really love the harmonium, <laughs> so I'm I'm yes. chanting a lot of mantras and um, yeah. That's um, that's my main
0: main practice. But it's always changing a little bit and I'm changing the exercises. Yeah, yeah, we evolve, we move, we go with our needs. But I really like that you, I mean, I talk about this a lot in my work, so I really like that what you do is one of the most simple things that anyone can do, humming. Because I find that if we can make a lot of these things that we do naturally a conscious practice, how beautiful and beneficial they can be. I mean, I've done a couple sighing workshops having people sigh for an extended um, period of time with guidance and things, and also humming, humming around the house and how we find so much joy in this, but we don't necessarily do it consciously. And so imagine what happens. And there's, you know, a lot of science around humming um, and it activating the vagus nerve and how it affects the body and everything. So there's so many beautiful things that people can implement very easily into into their practices if they wanted to start a very simple and basic sounding practice at the start. When I say basic, new, because it's not, humming is not basic. There's so much magic that can happen, but basic from a perspective of I've never done this before, how can I jump in and start humming, sighing, creating sounds, and then yeah, being open and intuitive to the sounds around you. Yes. That is beautiful. So Lisa, what is your definition of healing? That is interesting. <laughs> so um,
1: I think in in English it's it's easier to talk about it because I also hold German courses and I'm struggling to explain it um, in because in in German we only have Heilen, which is healing and curing at the same time, but it's so different, yeah. yeah? And that's always um, two words that I try to distinguish, like the curing and the yes. healing. Yes. And curing is for me like more fixing on physical level through um like a pill or a surgery um mm-hmm. but if you're cured that doesn't mean that you are healed yeah yes yes and um and uh, the thing is it's also the other way around like if uh, we are healed we still can um have a physical problem yeah but um healing is on on other levels i would say it's um it's different layers, um, mm-hmm. that all comes into play, like mental healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. I think that's, uh, that's something that is, um, yeah, not looked at uh, enough in conventional medicine yet, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, I, I, really hope that that is changing. And yeah. that is also part of my, my work and my mission Um, through sound medicine because sound medicine is helping um to shift in exactly these areas like the emotional spiritual mental parts uh, and um it's it's a shift in consciousness basically and what is so interesting is it's in the end um it it can be explained um with um with quantum physics and physics in the end i mean i know that there's in this area there's so much not explained yet um uh, but just like looking at what we have already discovered explains so much for me like the Mm -hmm. the the two slit experiment i i think you probably know about that with the elements elements, yeah yeah.
0: yes i do Um, tell tell us about it though because not everyone listening would know
1: yeah it's it's basically it was an experiment where they had um like a plate and had two slits in it and they were sending electrons through that. Mm -hmm. And, um, on the, on the back, on the other end, they also, um, had, um, like, um, another wall where they could see where the electrons would, um, hit. Um, and, um, they could see that when they were not observing it, them, the electrons, um, they basically had, um, uh, they were moving and, um, Yeah, they were just creating waveforms, like they they were moving like waves. And in the minute when they started to observe the electrons behind the slits, they started to um, become matter, like atoms. They um, not atoms, but um, they um, went into the physical form. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so they were not the the wave, and that's all. And that's the so called observer effect. uh, Yes, and um, I think that's exactly what is happening. Um, within us, like not only on the outside, but also how we observe ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And um, when we have a deeper emotional or spiritual um, problem or issue or blockage, um, we can change that when we change the way how we look at ourselves. Yes. And that is, and how do we change that? By changing consciousness. Yeah? And that is something that can happen. Through sound Sound. meditations and being in sound and being with sound and just, um, yeah, um, letting sound create that space where anything can happen. Yes. (laughs) And uh, for me, that, that makes so much sense. And I already saw that in so many of my clients and patients. And I, I bet you too. Yes, (laughs) indeed. So powerful. And, um, I just think that, um, more people need to have access to that and need to know about this and i also had a couple of doctors in my courses that also have my akasha bolts now and they work with it and implement it into their work and um it's it's so beautiful and i feel so honored that i can be part of um of this transformation that that will happen happen even more and is happening already yeah
0: Yes, I love that because I think that I mean, I know that sound medicine is becoming more popular, it's becoming more known, it's becoming more uh, accepted and accessible. um, But we have so much more work to do. We have so many people who don't know what sound healing is or how sound can be used in a healing and transformative experience. And I love the fact that you are able to take that into the the medical world already you know bringing more and more of that because i think that that um hybrid let's call it um is going to be a beautiful way in for a lot of people who uh you know sometimes there's a bit of and understandably if you don't understand something sometimes you can be cynical or you know not too sure about things and i understand that so it's nice that there is an opportunity to look at it from a way that feels more credible the science the, the structure, the understanding of it, and noticing what happens when the magic occurs. Um, I had an experience in my early days as a sound healing when, um, healer when someone came to me and they were like, well, I don't believe any of this stuff. I just, you know, I think my wife bought me, bought it, his wife bought it for him for as a present. And he came along just curious or right, let's just see what this is about. But you could feel that his energy was very much like clothes, like, I don't believe any of this. I'm just going to lie on the table and let you do your thing and then say thanks to my wife kind of thing. It was really beautiful, actually, to to, to experience it because I know what that wall was about. It's like, I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense to me. Um, and thankfully, not everything needs to make sense in our conscious mind, because during the session, uh, this, this man just released so much, you know, cried like a baby on the table. It was beautiful to witness his unfolding. And he didn't leave with a better understanding of what exactly it was, but he understood the power of it and then started to delve into it himself because he thought, "There, I, I have to know what, hap- what what this magic is about. It was incredible, the experience, all the walls came down and so much healing and transformation happened there for him and then in their relationships so i love that you are creating opportunities um in a space where things are more acceptable to bring things that might feel a bit uh out there and far-fetched into into a very practical world uh, we need more of this in the world today more now than ever more people coming and doing the work that we're doing so i love that you're doing this incredible work with sound and your bowls and your DJing and all the courses that I know that you have available. This is, this is beautiful. Thanks, this is great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so, you as well for doing the work. So I'm, oh. I'm always happy
1: for yeah. everyone who's Who's this and joining joining the path?
0: Yes, I really appreciate that. We we walk together and do it together. It's amazing. So where can people find you, Lisa? Online? Where can they find your work?
1: Um, my website. Um it's sound by Alice, Right. Um you will also link it. I, yes, I think it course. it's um it's kind of the um the yeah, my my brand evolved out of my my DJ name because my yeah. DJ name was Alice Deep World because I um I really um have a connection to Alice in Wonderland. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's how how I created it. And it came to me the name, and then I I changed it when I was starting to work more and more with sound medicine to yeah. sound by Alice, and that's the brand how. It, it evolved. And I like it like that. And um, yeah, yeah, that's also the name on on Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm very active. um, And um, yeah, anyone can text me, I I all, I answer all the the messages by myself. Yes. So yeah, just reach out. And if you have questions, or if you want to connect, I would love
0: that. Yeah, amazing. Of course, I will put all the links and everything um, for them to look at. Um, and as before before I let you go, I I have to say a huge thank you. It's such an honor to connect at such levels with people who are out there doing the work and all the work that you're doing to help people transform um, and heal and really bringing sound at the, into the forefront of of medicine, which is which is a really beautiful thing. So thank you. I sit in honor of that and I celebrate you and and your work. Um, I do need to ask you one final question I like to ask all of my guests and that is what is your soulful sound to the world a self prayer or desire that you wish upon the world um I think a
1: sound would be just a sigh like ah. Ah. it feels so good oh gosh <laughs> we just yes you do that um just more often because we, we all deserve to, to relax and just be in the moment. And mm. I love how sound gives us these moments. Um, yes. and, um, desire, prayer. I mean, I think in the end, um, all comes back to, to love. That's mm. always what, what I love to mention because, um, that's where we come from. And that's where we, we go to and, I think that we can definitely experience more love and connection in sound meditations and learn how to connect with that. And that, con- and then consequently also um, bring that connection and that love out, out into the world. And that is what the world needs. So the world needs love
0: it. All, love. all of you. <laughs> love, connection, I love it. Let's sigh that into being ah amazing thank you for your presence and your time today lisa i can't wait to see how things unfold for you and i'm so happy to be connected with you as well
1: yes likewise thank you so much
0: awesome thanks so much for tuning in i hope you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe from my heart to yours sending you love healing, and sound wherever you are.